I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, June 20th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. We're recording this on Sunday. We decided to give Jay the day off for Father's Day. We hope Jay's having a great day, and all the other fathers out there are too. One thing I did want to flag for all the Peak Pals out there, we are hosting our first Peak Debate on Monday, June 27th. It's going to be an awesome event. It's going to be at the Paradise Theatre in downtown Toronto. It's a beautiful venue, and we are debating whether Elon Musk buying Twitter is bad for democracy. On the pro of the resolution, Navneet Alang, the Toronto Star columnist, he thinks that Elon is buying Elon buying Twitter is bad for democracy. And on the flip side, we've got best-selling author Jamil Javani arguing the opposite. It's going to be a barn burner of a debate. I can promise you it'll be lively. It'll be fun. We've got free peak swag. We've got drinks. It'll be just a great time. If you're in the Toronto area, we would love to meet you in person. We love to get all the Peak Pals together. And so I'll put the link to the event in the show notes and would love to see you out. Now, here's what else we've got for you today. For our first story, the government's cracking down on companies mishandling your data. For our second story, rents are skyrocketing in Canada. And for our third story, Toronto and Vancouver will host the 2026 World Cup. For our first story, while we're still reeling from the Tim Hortons app scandal, we talked about this a few weeks ago when Tim's was taking a bit too much of your data from their app. The federal government has introduced new laws to crack down on the sort of privacy invasions and data mishandling that landed Tim's in hot water. Now, here's what the federal government is introducing. So it's called the Digital Charter Implementation Act, a.k.a. Bill C-27, and it would require companies to use plain language that someone, quote unquote, would reasonably be expected to understand when asking for access to information. Now, if an individual decides they no longer want the company to have their data, they must be able to safely transfer it to another organization or the company must delete it. But even more important than the new rules is actually the ability to enforce them. So companies like Tim Hortons would no longer get away with a slap on the wrist for breaking privacy laws, as the bill establishes a data protection tribunal that could levy fines of up to $25 million or 5% of the company's global revenue, whichever is greater. Now, in case you're wondering, 5% of Tim's 2021 global revenue would be $325 million. That is a lot of Tim beeps. Now, in addition to privacy protections, the bill includes measures for the ethical development of artificial intelligence, making it illegal for companies to knowingly release AI systems that could cause substantial physical or psychological harm. That's pretty interesting. And here's why this all matters. The last time Canada passed a new act focused on data privacy was in 2000, when MSN Messenger, my favorite communications platform, was on the bleeding edge of online chat. These new laws, which have been generally championed by potentially affected businesses, would bring us closer to the present. Second story, we regret to inform you that Canada's rental housing market is at it again. And by it, we mean getting much more expensive and fast. Since last year's average rents nationwide have spiked by more than 10%, up to $1,888 per month. And this is according to analysis from rentals.ca. Now, at a time where it appears that housing prices might actually be cooling, here's why rent is not doing that. So rising interest rates make getting a mortgage more expensive, which pushes more people into the rental market and increases demand for rental units. Now, this means that some people, even those with fat paychecks, can't afford to buy a house. But what they can do is they can bid up rents by offering $500 every month for that sweet apartment that you've had your eye on. They can just outbid you. And it's not just interest rates fueling the hot rental market. Workers returning to the office and students coming back to campus are also pushing up demand in the country's cities. 
Without much more supply, Canada is short almost 2 million housing units, according to a recent Scotiabank report. More demand means higher prices. Yes, but in many parts of the country, renting may still be a better deal than buying, at least right now. So Rob Carrick over at the Globe and Mail, so he crunched the numbers. And if you can get over the heartache of your landlord forbidding you from installing that beautiful shag rug you've always dreamed of, renting a typical house or townhome is on average $300 cheaper than buying. And if we zoom out, Here's why this hike in rents is so important to all of us, Peak Pals. Unlike a morning cappuccino or a streaming subscription, people can't just not buy housing when prices rise. No matter what the Bank of Canada does, they still need a place to live. I know I do, and I think most of you do as well. Higher interest rates may cool housing prices, but at least some of that demand is just shifting over to the rental market and pushing up prices there. And for our last story, we talked about this on Friday, but we will, again, we wanted to do a bit of a deeper dive into this because it's pretty exciting news. FIFA announced that Toronto and Vancouver have been chosen as host cities for the 2026 World Cup in North America. It's a privilege that could give our local economies a really big boost. And here's what that means for you. So BMO Field in Toronto and BC Place in Vancouver will host the 10 tournament matches scheduled to be played in Canada. BC Place is expected to host six of the 10, getting more games due to its bigger capacity and maybe a world-class scoreboard. Mexico's three host cities will also see 10 matches, while the remaining 60 will be split up amongst 11 U.S. cities. Places like Kansas City may not be hotbeds of soccer enthusiasm, but they do have really, really fancy NFL stadiums well-suited for World Cup matches. Now, Edmonton, which boasts Canada's largest stadium, was in the running for a host slot, but was cold-shouldered after the Alberta government they upset FIFA by demanding a guaranteed number of games. That shows you FIFA does not like a hard bargain. Now, hosting a World Cup doesn't come cheap, and both cities have a lot to do to ensure they're ready for 2026. So BC Place will need to be entirely returfed with real grass to meet playing standards, while BMO Field must boost its current seating capacity of 30,000 to the 40,000 minimum required to play matches there. Now, BC expects to pay up to $260 million to prepare Vancouver for the big stage, while Toronto City Council projected a $290 million tap, and this is why you should care. So host cities will undoubtedly see a tourism boost from hosting the World Cup. One report commissioned by the big country has claimed it would generate $5 billion American in economic activity for the region. But several countries have had mixed experiences. In 2010, South Africa saw lower than expected tourism numbers. And in 2014, when Brazil hosted it, they spent $3.6 billion to build new stadiums, which now sit mostly unused. It may be a more positive story for Toronto and Vancouver, however. Both have the much-needed infrastructure already in place, which should help keep costs down. And at the very least, as a host country, Canada will automatically qualify for the tournament, which means back-to-back World Cups. Go Canada. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Happy Father's Day, Jay, and hope you all have a great week.